coming to terms with your bad behavior. In reality, this is an unknown superpower, but it can be really, really hard. When it comes to being honest with yourself about your bad behavior, believe me, it's a process. It can be painful to look at yourself in the light of reflection. It can take decades for you to admit your own mistakes to yourself. You can have mistakes in your life that you'll never admit to, even though somewhere inside of your body you already have. But to say it out loud, to admit it out loud to yourself is sometimes just almost an impossible thing to do. When it's brought to your attention, this bad behavior, it can be overwhelming and devastating. Sometimes bad behavior is a safety mechanism. Your bad behavior is like armor or protection or disguise or it's even an excuse for dis disengagement. So you use your bad behavior to protect you from things. Sometimes it can also be something you might be completely unaware of and didn't even realize you were doing. And then somebody says, I can't stand it when you do this or something like that. Although this is also a painful experience, it's an opportunity. You can learn about something you can let go of and grow beyond. It's an opportunity to grow towards your better self. So even if it's painful in the moment to acknowledge your own bad behavior or someone tells you they don't like what you're doing and it's straight out of left field to you, both things very painful, but are also opportunities for growth and to work towards your better self. This is the You Don't Know Me podcast and I'm Juliana J. And today we are talking about your little known superpower self-reflection, change, understanding with bad behavior. It is hard to be honest with ourselves about the things we don't like about ourselves or to realize that we have hurt others or let someone down. That can be really painful. Sometimes bad behavior is so deep within your character that you refuse to change simply because you're afraid to. This wisecracking brat at a party or some kind of stereotype or persona that you've put on. And if you change that persona, you worry, like, how would people react if you went to a party and you weren't the wisecracking brat? Or how will you change that behavior? Sometimes you are so defined by bad behavior that you've morphed it into a positive character trace, such as, you know, people are mad at you for always bringing the conversation back to yourself, always talking about yourself. And when people tell you they're annoyed, you make jokes about it and you just laugh like, oh, well, that's just how I am. Isn't it cute? You know, rather than really taking a deep look at it and trying to shift that within yourself, you've kind of morphed it into this positive quality trait about yourself that you think is funny or fun or enjoyable to others, even though people are telling you they don't like it. Although that protects you from doing deep work, which is hard and sometimes painful, I mean, all the times painful to address, it also keeps you from having deep relationships and could even be a deal breaker for some friends or partners. Because when you really mask yourself with bad behavior and you don't want to change it or address it or look at it, people decide that that's a deal breaker for a relationship with you. But once you find the courage to be honest with yourself, you start to be free. You will find that being honest with yourself about your behavior can often heal relationships but only if your intentions are genuine. You cannot use the language of healing for a quick fix or to get out of the doghouse or to stop a hard or challenging conversation from happening. The only 
thing you can do is to be honest and genuine. If you aren't, then you will only undermine the relationship and it won't fix anything in the long run. You might get somebody to think, okay, I've forgiven you for one or two times, but then after that, it will become something they don't believe you're ever going to change. You're just, that's just, you know, bullshit talk. Be honest with yourself. And that allows you to show more compassion for yourself and others. By showing the side of yourself, you are showing a vulnerability. People really value vulnerability. And that is really where the superpower is, not only in being able to admit things and change, but being able to show your vulnerability to people. People really value it because it shows courage and it shows that you genuinely care. It shows compassion, empathy, and an ability to grow and mature over time. In long-term relationships, growth is super significant in having relationships that are vibrant and interesting. But it takes vulnerability and personal development in order to be vibrant and interesting in relationships for the long haul. But these things must happen within each person, not just on one side. So when you're in a relationship, both people need to be vulnerable, need to be able to look at themselves and change and feel like they, cat hair in my mouth because the cat walked by, feel like they um, are growing and developing themselves and really listening to your partner when your partner doesn't like something. Not only is vulnerability a self-reflection in an honest way important to your relationships, but also has a profound effect on your personal well-being. Being honest with yourself is needed if you want to find self-love and compassion. If you don't look at your own issues and find love for that part of you that was so hurt in the past, then you will never be able to move forward and into self-love. I say this because most lousy behavior stems from past experiences that were not enjoyable. So you created a defense mechanism or an armor or something like that. You know, if you're always making fun of people, people will never look at you. You know, you think they're going to make fun of you, but if you're always doing it, it will never come back to you and things like that. When you really look at your bad behavior and you are sorry and you work towards change, something really unique happens. You don't have to walk around harboring all those feelings that come with being a jerk, like wondering if people like you or if they believe your excuses or if they are going to call you again or not, or if they're mad at you or not, or with the guilt of doing something you knew was wrong, but you did it anyway. You can feel more secure in your relationships you have, and you can be more open to new experiences. Sometimes behavior that isn't serving you can keep you from doing things you want to do or experiencing new things. For example, if you're constantly teasing people, not just once in a while or here or there, but always to the annoying point, then you might not get invited to things because people feel insecure about you making fun of them. Mostly this can be special moments in someone's life, like a wedding or something like that. Or maybe they won't invite you to meet a new person in their lives, or they'll keep secrets from you because they don't want to be teased. And in that regard, it's like your your relationship will always be on the surface and never deeper or below because they're keeping a part of themselves from you. Let's face it. Deep down inside, we always know our shortcomings or issues, the things we need to work on. And if we deny them to ourselves, we, in a sense, are telling our own minds that we are less than others. Meaning if we realize that 
we have these things that even we don't like that much within ourselves, but we aren't just letting them come out into the light and owning them, then we are in a sense telling our inner selves that there's something bad or inherently wrong with us. If we know deep down that our partner wants us to tell them that we love them more and we honestly do love them, but we don't tell them anyway, then we're saying to ourselves, I know you want me to tell you that I love you more often, but that's a stupid idea, so I'm not going to do it. What you have done is turn your own mind into your own personal bully, denying you your beliefs and emotions and denying you the opportunity to work with your inner soul and your light. You are shutting down your true essence. If you're telling yourself you aren't worthy of learning or being a better person and that people are out to get you if you say you're sorry and all these types of things, you're really allowing your mind to bully your heart and your soul into things you don't necessarily want to do. So you're becoming your own bully. If somebody wants you to say, I love you more to them and you genuinely love them, but you just aren't doing it because some voice inside you says that's what a weak person does or something like that. You're allowing uh, your mind and maybe things you learned when you were a child that weren't even true, or you shouldn't even be ruling your life anymore, govern these parts of your life. And in the long run, if you don't address your bad behavior, it's just going to come back to haunt you as time goes on. But really saying sorry and owning your own stuff is a superpower. Saying sorry, being vulnerable, being able to self-reflect and look at yourself is a huge superpower. When we don't acknowledge something about ourselves, we subconsciously tell ourselves that we are unworthy. We are ashamed of those parts of us and those actions we took. Shame breeds unworthiness. Unworthiness breeds self-contempt and loathing. Self-loathing is the opposite of self-love. So really, this again is that your mind playing the role of the bully to your soul and your heart, right? The road to self-love and compassion in an honest and lasting sense has to involve facing things you don't like about yourself, but you can do this gently and with compassion. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. You can just acknowledge it was a thing. Acknowledge that you were doing something that was unhealthy, mean, bad, wrong, bad behavior, um, didn't make you feel good, isn't making other people feel good. And you can think about how it affected the other people. You can take responsibility for that once you examine it. Work towards changing the behavior. Be sorry, but forgive yourself as you work towards the change. You don't have to beat yourself up about it. You can go, I realize it now. It's not right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to work on changing this. I highly recommend this. It's really challenging and it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it's really so liberating to just look at yourself and acknowledge those things inside of you that you don't even like, you know, that you don't want to be, you don't want to push people away with always making fun of them and things like that. And you know, you're doing it when you're doing it. You don't want to be that person. So taking that good, hard look at these places that you fell into just because you didn't have the tools you needed to be something else at the time, and you just continued to do it throughout your whole life, it's okay. You didn't know any better now, but now you do because you've self-reflected and now you can change it. How do you come to grips with these mistakes and misgivings? Here are a few things that worked for me. I have a lot of misgivings. I'm still working on them. I'm still trying to change bad behavior. Sometimes it's really hard. I want to blame other people. That's really common. 
Like I want to be mad at other people for things that I am feeling mad about, but that's really something I could change with inside myself. So not, you know, putting it on someone else or something like that. And I have a really hard time with um, disappointment. I get really, really disappointed and it affects other people and it's not a good thing. And it's something I'm working on, you know, but I certainly haven't mastered it yet. But here are a few tricks that work for me. Let what you feel was wrong or bad behavior come to the light. Acknowledge your part in it, your actions, your feelings, your intentions. Just let it be said out loud. You don't have to like let it live inside you. You can, you know, imagine taking that out of yourself and having it in your hand and going, this is my making fun of everybody too much, even when I can see on their face, they aren't enjoying it. This is it. I That has been part of me, but you've removed it and took it out here. And then tell yourself, it's okay. We all make mistakes. What happened was human. And I'm part of the human experience. I'm not alone. Say it out loud to yourself. I am not alone. Other people have bad behavior. Literally everyone does. No one does not have bad behavior. Everyone makes mistakes. Literally everyone, no one that's ever been alive on the planet has not made a mistake. We all have lessons to learn. Forgive yourself. Really forgive yourself when you're doing the best you could with what you had at the time. Now you know more so you can do more. So just forgive yourself. You know, God, I was really treating that person who was so sensitive, very insensitively. And that was uncool, you know, just really like, wow, I did this thing. Let me, let me examine it. I did this thing. I was mean to somebody. And then you got to forgive yourself for it and realize you can do more. You can be better. You can do something else now that you know. It's really a gift to acknowledge that within yourself because it allows you to then let go of all these things that aren't serving you. If you need to tell someone affected by your actions that you are sorry, then you need to do that. I know it's hard, but I promise it will be better once you do it. If for some reason you cannot tell them in person, tell them out loud to the wind. Tell them in a letter you mail to yourself, in a prayer, in a whisper, in a song, whatever. Just tell them, but make your peace with it. Don't let it linger. Sometimes the words, I'm sorry, can change everything when said with true meaning. I am sorry can change everything when it's said with the true meaning. When an apology is genuine, it can overcome many things you thought were impossible to fix in a relationship. It can be profoundly healing to genuinely be sorry and go to the person and tell them that. Don't withhold saying sorry. Not saying sorry doesn't make you more robust or like, you know, you're you're stronger because you don't say sorry. Actually, the opposite is true. The weaker person never says sorry. It takes some courage to say you're sorry. It makes your relationships weaker too. If you can't say sorry over time, the person you're in a relationship with is going to think you are truly never sorry, even if you actually are, but you're just having a problem saying it. They're going to think it's never really sorry. Nothing's going to change. I'm out of here. It takes strength to admit wrongdoing and to indeed be sorry and say so. Do you know who has problems saying sorry? Who are the people in your life that have problems saying sorry? What are their general categories? Are they bullies? Are they people you avoid? Are they people you think are jerks at work? You know, all those people, they're ingenuine. We conjure up all these things, labels for people who can't say they're sorry. And the labels are not really positive. Bullies, jerks, 
people I avoid, people I don't like, people who are ungenuine, et cetera, et cetera. Those are the tags we put on those people who can't say they're sorry. But meanwhile, people who can say they're sorry, we actually have more reverence for, we care for them more. We feel they're more genuine. We think, oh man, that guy's so nice. Oh man, she is so sweet and caring and kind and thoughtful and compassionate. Those are the tags we put on the people who have an ability to say they're sorry in a genuine way. And I'm not talking about the people who say sorry for literally everything that happens, even if they aren't sorry or don't think they're sorry or aren't even the problem. Like if you're just saying sorry all the time as one of your most said words, that's not what I'm talking about. That's a different thing. I'm saying when you need to say sorry and you say it and you mean it, that's powerful. Talk it out if it's required. If you tell someone sorry, you may have to talk it out and you may have to be vulnerable. I mean, I guarantee it. You're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to be honest. You're going to have to be thoughtful. You need to say more than just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for fill in the blank. I'm sorry for not being sensitive and thinking you would like that when you didn't. And then it hurt your feelings. I'm really sorry. I hurt your feelings. That was just not really the best thing for me to do at all. And I'm going to work on it and not do it again. You need to have an apology that's meaningful, not just, well, I'm sorry. That's not enough. But even though, you know, you have to say that and it might bring on a complicated conversation or a very challenging conversation, somebody might be really mad at you, but it will also be rewarding because, because forgiveness is very, very healing. If you never get forgiveness, but you know, say, you know, I know this person's mad at me because I made fun of them in front of their new partner. And that was such a jerk move on my part but I never said sorry, but I know it's there. I know I did wrong. I never say sorry. I don't do anything about it. That chips away at my feelings of worth. I'm less worthy because I'm doing stuff like that. I'm not a good friend. I'm all these things. Forgiveness is very healing, both for you and the person. The person can say, I forgive you, but don't do that again. And you can feel like, okay, cool. I'm forgiven. I don't have to carry around this things unsaid between us for this relationship. Allow for a true release. I'm not talking about being flippant or letting it blow over like I was just talking about. I'm talking about taking responsibility for what happened and working on it and then let letting your bad feelings about it go. Release of energy surrounding the behavior. Let it go. There are a few things you can do to sort of help yourself do that. You can mentally let it go. Imagine it leaving your body. Like I was saying, imagine you're taking it out of your body and looking at it and letting it go, floating off. You can write it down and burn it. You can journal about it. Bring a toast to it or celebrate your courage to face it. Saying sorry or having a conversation can help you let it go. But let it go and thank it for the lesson. I mean, let it let go of the guilt and the shame and the unworthiness surrounding the behavior don't just be flippant and let it go. Like, oh, that was really nothing. Especially if you really hurt somebody, you need to really address that. But you can let go of those feelings that surround having to say, I'm sorry, which for some strange reason in our culture, we've decided when you say, say sorry, that's like shameful. And you're unworthy if you say sorry, because you're not as powerful as a person that didn't say sorry, which is stupid and proven to you every day that the most powerful people are those that say they're sorry. Those are the people everybody wants to go to, to be with, to enjoy, to share secrets with, and all of that stuff. Work on ways to avoid doing the same things over and over again that are now this bad behavior, whatever it may be. 
realize that you might have a setback now and then, but that you can change the bad behavior. It can be as easy as you like it to be. The key to change is your mindset. You are not that person that used to tease everyone constantly all the time anymore. You may tease them once in a while, but you only allow yourself to tease one person a day. And once you've done that, that's it. Even if some most greatest tease comes up in a conversation, because you're training yourself to be um, different, you know? So maybe you allow yourself one tease a day, but then, and you use it up at 10 a.m. But then at 5 p.m., somebody says something that, oh my gosh, you have the perfect line for that you could tease them. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it because you're changing the mechanisms in your brain. You're changing the patterns that you have in your brain so that you won't do it anymore. And so you really need to work on changing those things. But realize every once in a while, you're going to have a setback. And don't beat yourself up about it. Just get back on the path to shifting the behavior. When you can quickly come to this assumption, you can overcome it. Some people can shift in an instant and other people take more time. You know, like as soon as you've identified it, this is the bad behavior, you can overcome it because now you know what it is. Some people can do it immediately and other people, it takes more time. Some bad behavior is easy to shift and others take a long time. But do not revert to the old ways of thinking or resentment or anger or judgment because you're struggling with it. It is what it is. And in the end, there's no need to attach more to it. The only thing left to do is work on it and watch it go. Finally, let me leave you with an exercise you can do, which helped me overcome some of my bad behavior. Of course, I'm still working on it, as I said, but I have improved. Pick a bad behavior that you have, write it down. List all the emotions surrounding the bad behavior. It could be sadness, fear, anger, disappointment, revenge. It could be uh, feelings of superiority, feelings of uh, lowliness, whatever it might be. Now imagine the opposite of those behaviors. And what is the op- what would the opposite be? What would the opposite emotions be? For example, if say you said, um, I tease people too much and then they get really mad at me and leave. And that creates sadness, anger, um, loneliness. Then think of, well, okay, what if I didn't do that and they stayed? What are the opposite of all of those emotions associated with the bad behavior? So the opposite of sadness would be happiness. Maybe fear would be, maybe you had fear associated with a bad behavior and that's why you did it. But maybe if you didn't do it, it would be brave, right? Of course it would be brave. Maybe anger would be laughter. Just imagine. If you could have responded oppositely to what you did, would any bad thing have happened? Like if you would have just told the person you're sorry after you accidentally hurt their feelings and uh, you were genuine about it, what would that look like? You know, write it down. So you just kind of pick one of your bad behaviors you want to work on. You write down all the emotions associated with that bad behavior and then write down what is the opposite of those behaviors? What would the opposite be? What, what is your goal? What would you like it to be? And what are all the emotions around that, that are, that's the opposite of the thing you're currently doing? For example, you might say you decided to trust someone rather than immediately not trusting them at all. The wrong thing might happen and they let you down or they don't follow through. What would happen then? You may have to do the thing or you you may have to 
step up to the plate and do it if you can't rely on somebody. If that happened, would it be a travesty? If so, maybe you shouldn't be relying on that person if nothing if nothing happens in their presence. It wouldn't matter in the long run, but what you could energetically help someone by trusting them. You could say, look, I really want to trust you here. Are you up to the challenge? If they say yes, then just trust them. Trust them. To recap, for example, you might say you might have a problem with trust. So your bad behavior is you don't trust anyone. Then you decide you're going to trust someone. So what would that look like? Like if you don't trust them, you think, oh, they're obviously not going to follow through. They're not going to do what I need. I'll have to micromanage them. It's just better not to trust them and do it myself, blah, blah, blah. Then what would be the opposite? You know, you might have to ask them questions like, um, can you really get it done? And if they say, yes, they can, then you just trust them and let them go. And what would that feel like if, if you did that? You know, it might be a little scary at first, but it also might be great because now you have all this extra time to do something else. You know, you not have you don't have to do the task or maybe it makes your friendship stronger or as you're building up trust that can really help you be more collaborative in your life and and let go of more things and not be so skeptical of everything and all of those things. And you might actually help the other people because you're letting them help you. And you're building trust in them and and then they feel good about themselves. So it's a win-win for everyone. So if you were to then trust somebody, would that bring value to the relationship? Write that down. For example, if somebody you never trusted anything to at work because you always did everything yourself. So you're always overworked and everything's horrible and, and you hate your job and blah, blah, blah. But what if you started delegating or collaborating with people or trusting other people to do their share and not micromanaging them, not rewriting what they wrote, not doing what, you know, not telling them how to do the job, but just let them do it. You probably also learned something interesting too. It would help you learn more in your job, but be careful. Like this is a challenging thing to do with like a narcissist or something like that because they don't really have um, the skills to to negotiate that, that with. They're they're in any of the stuff that we're talking about. If you're trying to work with a narcissist, um, like you're, like maybe you're trying to get a narcissist to understand that they hurt your feelings. That may never happen. And then you have to decide. That's a whole other topic. You have to decide how much you want to engage with that person. So maybe, you know, if you're trying to apply some of these to someone who's a narcissist rather than yourself, you're going to apply it to your partner, but they might not have the capacity to realize or self-reflect to realize when they do something that isn't positive. They just can't self-reflect. And that's a whole different topic. At that time, then you need to reflect on the relationship and, and what it brings to you and if it's worth it. And I'll just leave you with one final thing, that your ideas or your thoughts are not truths. They're just your ideas and your thoughts. So you can't say for sure if you decided to change a bad behavior that everyone would not like you or not want to be around you because they are used to you being a certain way. That's just an idea you have. It's not a truth. Any idea that you have is just an idea. It's not a truth. Like if you think you can't trust someone and that's your bad behavior, that's not a truth. That's just an idea you have that no one can be trusted. If you can't say, I love you to your partner because that will make you weak, that's not a truth. That's just your idea about what might happen if you were to tell the person you loved them. You know, so keep that in mind. 
That's just a thought and idea. What if you shifted your energy into a space of trust? Like, how would that change? What if you shifted your energy into a place of saying you're, you love the person three times a day? How would that change? Sure, like some things aren't going to always work out. Sometimes you'll be disappointed. Like you really work on this change and no one notices, but you noticed and that's important. So you need to identify that when it happens. You're not doing this necessarily for everyone else's benefit, although you are doing it to be a compassionate person and a thoughtful person, but you're also doing it for yourself and your own happiness and self-worth and joy. So try these things out and see how they go and let me know. Um, we'll have some more podcasts on helping shift behavior you want to change, but I just had an experience with my own bad behavior. So I thought I would share this this time. And it's about my whole disappointment thing, which then I vibe everybody out with my disappointment. And one, I didn't really know that I did that until I reflected on it and somebody told me. But then I felt horrible when I remembered back about how I did do that. And I did have to say sorry to people and I am working on that. It's hard to change things you've been cultivating your whole life, but you can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. So know that I love you and I support you and we're in this together. So take good care, my friends.